Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Church Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people take their next step to move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at northridgechristian.com. We pray that your life is transformed through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this team teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wares, and our executive pastor, Craig Portland. Good morning. What are you doing up here? Rock, paper, scissors, right? Oh, here we go. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Who's preaching? I, you know, I wasn't sure where Tim was going with the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the bad and the ugly covered on the preaching team, but the, the good, I'm not sure. Yeah, so. we might be liking that characteristic. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a little worried about that. Well, in case you haven't noticed, there's two of us up here today, so it's going to be twice as long. Oh, I, I wasn't sure what you were going. I was like, twice as good? I don't know about oh, that, well, man. Don't, twice as long. No, no. We, we, uh, we do this occasionally, and uh, people seem to enjoy it. They, they tell us that it's better than listening to one of us thrown on and on. And so uh, so we're, we're, we have been in this series called uh, the, uh, Finding Our Way Back to God, and it's all about the prodigal son. And today we're focusing on, on, the, on the father, and, and uh, we've looked at the other, uh, the other characters. We've looked at the younger son for a while and the older son, and so uh, today we get to focus uh, uh, on, the, on the, the, the good father. But here's the key. I don't think we would realize how good the father was unless we realized how much the, the, the brothers were scoundrels. Well, and it's that whole idea. I mean, you're looking really at two different characters. You got this, this younger kid um, who, boy, a little, little I don't know, self-righteous perhaps. I don't, I don't know. He's really focused on who he is and what he wants. He's, he's kind of wild living, a little free-spirited. You know, he comes to dad and he's like, hey, pops, give me my stuff, man. I mean, I want my share and I'm going to go out here and, you know, sow my wild oats, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to blow every penny of this. You just think about this guy that's just, I mean, giving everything away and, and just doesn't even care for his dad. And I and honestly, I'm going to tell you, I, I identified with, with that younger son a little bit just thinking about myself when I was in my 20s. Um, I'm not knocking anybody who's in their 20s. I just know what I was like in my 20s. And I, I think I said, what I need to do is go apologize to everybody who knew me when I was like 23, 24, 25 and say, listen, I'm really, really sorry. In fact, <laughs> I made you apologize to Dana in the first did, service because she I'm, was I'm, here. I've just texted her period like, I'm sorry for when I was 29 and 30 <laughs> no, and 31 <laughs> and yesterday. And yeah, <laughs> okay. it's, a, it's a continual process. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, and that's really true. I, you know, you identify with the younger uh, brother. I probably identify with the older brother because I've grown up in the church. And, and sometimes when you grow up in the church, you think you have it all together. You, you feel like, hey, you know, I, I've kept all the rules along the way. And, and, and so, you know, but, but when I look at this, this, uh, this uh, older brother, the, the, he says some things that are kind of telling. And number one, he says, he says, I've never disobeyed the father. That's a little cocky, wouldn't yeah, you say? A little bit. <laughs> uh, how many of us in here could say we never disobeyed our fathers? Okay. Hey, oh, your girls raised their hand. Check. Oh, uh, listen, I'll be right back. Y'all about to see something. <laughs> yeah, you know, he says that, and, and I think if we're really honest, I think we all know that, that, that we've had some sin in our life. But then he does this. He refers to his brother. This is what he says to his father. He says, that son of yours, that's how I refer to our children when they're acting up. <laughs> Wife, your, your children are right. a mess, okay? Not that I had anything to do with it, but yeah. But, you know, that, that's kind of how it works. And, and so, you know, one of the things that we see in this is we look at these two, two scoundrels, two guys that, 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 that their hearts aren't in the right place necessarily. But this is what we really find out here. We find out that our Heavenly Father 
our Heavenly Father, loves those who are wild living and free-spirited and the hard-hearted religious types. Boy, that's kind, of a, that's kind of a mouthful there. But our Heavenly Father loves us no matter what. We can be wild living. We can be free-spirited. We can even be hard-hearted religious types. And, you know, probably a lot of us in here can identify maybe with that second one sometimes because we get the idea in our mind that we've got it all figured out. Mm. But when we read God's Word, we realize that we don't. So, so here, here's the thought today. We're not going to realize how good God is until we realize how, how, how bad we are. And so it, it, it's just kind of, you know, it just kind of blows my mind when I read this. Well, it's kind of that, that whole recognition of, of the goodness of home mm. um, and, and realizing how far away from home we may have gotten. Even though, as you said, I mean, the older brother was, was there. Tim he talked was about there. he's there physically, but he certainly wasn't connected emotionally. He was distant from God in that way. But I think one, one of the things that might bring us a little bit of courage, might bring us some encouragement in this, is remembering that our good father's love does not give up on sinners. Never um, gives up. It just, just refuses to give up on us. And I, I think that maybe sometimes in our own lives, we, we make this series of choices, right? And, and these choices lead us down this path that we don't think we could be found on. We just, we really don't believe that we, anybody knows where we're at. We think we're so far out in the wilderness, God can never find me. And, and I, I wonder sometimes if it's, it's even just our guilt and our shame over decisions, even decisions, let's be honest, that may have been 20 years in the past that make us think we're unsalvageable. It's kind of like, you know, your, your car gets hit, you get into a car accident, and you're thinking, all right, we've got to replace this bumper and fix a couple of things until the insurance adjuster shows up and says, now you're totaled, you're done. Um, and we're like, well, that, I didn't see that coming, I, I really thought we could fix this. And like, nope, sorry, here you go, you're, you're finished with that vehicle. I think sometimes we, we take that on ourselves, and we believe that we are done, that we're totaled, we're such a wreck, nothing can bring us back. But while reading and prepping for this, I came across this verse in Isaiah, uh, chapter 65, verse 24. And I just think it beautifully talks about who that father is for us. And, and God is speaking, and he says this, before they call, I will answer. I mean, how about that? He, he's, he's, he's not even sitting like staring at the phone. He is already answering before we're even ready to call him. He says, and while they are still speaking, I will hear. See, there's this expectancy of the Father to, to kind of lean in, if you will, to look forward to, 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 to seek out those that need him. And I, I think it tells us a couple of things. Just thinking about the picture of the dad, and, and even in Isaiah, is that God's love is bigger than we can imagine. And that we're not escaping it because of our choices. We're not running away from it. God's love is big enough to cover all of that. And it's not just a covering. God wants to bring us back into the family. That's a desire of his. He's not grudgingly doing it. Well, I'm like, you can sit over there in the corner and that's going to be fine. Just be quiet. That's not who he is. God, God just says, no, I, I want to bring you back in. I want to make you part of this because he's patient. Mm -hmm. He's patient with yeah. us. He's patient with that son who wandered off. Yep. But do you notice how patient he was with the older brother? He pleaded with him. I, I, and I'm thinking, I'll just be honest, if that's me, I just like, man, Turkey, you need to listen up. You know how much I've been missing this boy. You know how much that hurt me. And he's back, and you're out here giving me lip, man, then go. But instead, he was extremely patient with both. I think, you know, Paul wrote about this in 1 Timothy. He's writing to his protege, his, his mentee, uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 1. And, and he says this to him. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And then Paul recognizes how far he's gone. He says, 
of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. See, Paul is speaking as somebody who understood what that was all about. So what are we supposed to do with that? If God is extending that to us, man, I just encourage all of us, turn around. Turn around, head back towards the Father. He's got enough to cover. Secondly, we've got to accept the Father's love. He's got plenty to give. Now let's take that in. And then, and maybe this week it's really appropriate in Thanksgiving, yeah. be thankful for his patience. I'm thankful for that all the time, that he is patient with me. Because this is really, us, us believing this, us taking this in and accepting this, this is about how God views us, he, how he views the ones that he loves. Yeah. You know, he doesn't give up. And, and you know, I'm so thankful for that. Mm. And, and when I read this story and I see him waiting and watching, and then, then he runs to meet that son. Mm. And then with the older son, he's pleading with him. This is what he wants. He, he wants and loves and wants every single one of us back with him. But, but it's not just getting us back. This, this, is what, this is what this story really comes to the point and shows you how good the father is. Our good father desires children and not servants. Our good father desires children and not servants. Now, you remember the younger son. He heads off and he decides, hey, my father's servants even have it better than I do. I, I'm starving and they got more food than they, they can. And he says, I'm going to go back home and I'm just going to ask if I can be a servant. He wanted to be a servant. And you know what? Then there's the older son who acted like a servant. He, he, he said, Father, I did this and you needed to give me that. I, I worked hard for you. And you know what? I, I never disobeyed you and I deserve to go. What would you call that? Transactional something? Transactional relationship. Okay. Don't yeah. use those big words on me. Okay. <laughs> Transactional relationship. You know, he, it's, it's, I'm going to do this, then you owe me. Sometimes we do that with church attendance mm. or, or putting money in the offering plate. It becomes a transactional attendance. I show up, so God, you owe me. Nothing bad should happen in my life. So, so you know, when I look at this, but this is what God wants in all this. He doesn't want us to be servants. He wants us to be his children. And children act differently. Okay, And, and so this is what he does. This, this, this younger son... This younger son comes back, and this is what it says he did. He says that he gave him a robe. I've got a robe up here, and uh, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's all adorned in a lot of different ways and has all sorts of neat stuff on it. But, but, but here's what it's all about. Is that robe would have shown that he was a part of a family and that he had some authority, some honor about him. When he wore that, people would say, oh, he's a part of that family. But, but then on top of the robe, he gave him a ring. Now, when you leave today, you're going to get a little ring. Don't try to put it on your finger. Your, pen, your finger will turn blue. <laughs> then it will turn black and fall off. They're really small. Okay? <laughs> We're really cheap here. A okay? bunch, bunch of crunch. <laughs> uh, but, but, but this little ring uh, is... A, you're going to get one today because we want you to remember what the ring was about. It showed that he was a part of a family. And in fact, that, that ring would show the authority of the family. And, and if you would just think about it, it had the family crest probably on it. And people would see it and they would know that he was a part of the family. 
And so what we want to do is it's, it's small. You can put it in your pocket or maybe someplace where you can see it just to remind you that God wants you as a child, not as a servant. But, but even on top of that, this is what he gives them. He gives them some sandals. I'm sorry you had to smell these the whole time. <laughs> Me too. Uh, but, but these sandals... <laughs> These, these sandals would have really signified something to everybody because if you were very poor or you were a servant, you went barefooted. And this would show now that, that, that he's a part of a family, uh, that, 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 that he has an inheritance. And, and when you read this, you just think, wow, that's a lot. But remember, the older son already had all this stuff. And the older son gets a little upset. But this, this, is, this is kind of a truth here you need to understand. The religious, and that can sometimes be us, the religious sometimes see God as useful, kind of like a vending machine. God, I'll put this in, and I expect a blessing like this. And that's exactly how the older son was. He had all this. He already had his inheritance, as Tim told us, but, but he just didn't realize it. The true Christ follower, the true Christ follower doesn't see God as useful. The true Christ follower sees God as beautiful. And they realize all that God has done for it. And you know what? They want to worship him. They want to thank him. And, and, and that's how the true Christ follower is. But the, the religious, the hard-hearted see him as useful, as that vending machine. And I want you to hear what a, a few people that were true Christ followers said. The first one is John. He walked with Jesus. And, and he wrote some books in the Bible. One of them is First John. And I want you to hear what he says in First John 3.1. He says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. I like that word, lavished, okay? Can you say that? Lavished. lavished. All right, they sounded pretty good. <laughs> lavished on us. I mean, he has just pulled the truck up and dumped it on us. And this is how he did it. He says, the Father lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Even with all the mess that we were. We're children of God. That, that's pretty nice. And it's, uh, then it ends with, and that's what we are. Huh. We're children of God. And that's what we are. And he lavished on us. Listen to what Paul says over in Romans 8, 15. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Okay, a slave would be, a servant would be scared that they might make the master wrong. And he says, so, so the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in, in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. That word Abba was a term of endearment. It'd be like me saying, Daddy. You know, th th this, is, this is what God does for us. He, he, he turns us into children. You know, I, I think about this. God created us. Mm -hmm. Then we messed up, okay? Well, we did that. And, and then we, 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 we sell ourselves into slavery. And what does he do? He redeems us. He ransoms us. And, and he buys us back. But, but in the midst of that, we owed a debt. Mm -hmm. And uh, what, what should have happened because of that debt? Well, if you read what Scripture tells us, it's, it's not about owing a little bit of money. I mean, it, it's death. Death. I mean, that's a, it's loss of life and who we are. Yeah. So a loss of life. Yeah. And what does Jesus do? He steps up and takes our place. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's a pretty sweet deal. But on top of that, can you believe on top of that, uh, on top of that, this, this is what happens. He says, not only am I going to forgive you, not only am I going to ransom you, but I want you to be a part of my family. And on top of that, you get an inheritance. Mm. That's a sweet deal. 
You know, that, that, we got a good father, just, just, just to say the least. You know, the, the older son thought he was living the perfect life. He thought he had it all together. But, but can we be honest here? There's not a single one of us that do. The, the Bible tells us every single one of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You, you got two preachers up here. Can I say we're, we're right there? You know, you, you guys sometimes think, well, we've got it all figured. No, we don't. We're right there. And we're in need of the good, good father. But, but you know, it says we've all sinned and, and we've all messed up. Flannery O'Connor, she lived right up here on 441 in Andalusia. I don't think it was 441 back then, but yeah. she lived right up there. And I want you to read what she said. She said the best way, the best way to avoid Jesus is to avoid sin. None of us have avoided sin. Every single one of us needs Jesus. Mm. Every single one of us needs Jesus. So uh, the, the story of the prodigal son tells us, even though we sinned, the father loves us, whether we've gone on crazy. Mm -hmm. What was it? Wild, 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 yeah, wild living and free-spirited. Our hard-hearted religious types that he loves us. In fact, the, the story of the gospel is this. It, it is the story of Jesus forgiving people. He was, I would call him a serial forgiver. I mean, he just kept on and kept on and kept yeah. on. I, you know, I, 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 I was just going down the list. You know, he forgave a tax collector. And that's, yeah. that's pretty amazing. A tax collector. He forgave him. Who else did he forgive? Well, you know, I, the one I always go to is I think about his friends that deserted him. Oh. I mean, these, these are people that he was close to. Yeah. Um, and then even to the point of Peter who denied his existence, yeah. denied any association with him. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is, yeah. and yet he offers forgiveness. He, he offered him forgiveness. In fact, he made him useful again. Mm. Not only did he forgive him, Man. but he brought him back into the family, and Peter was huge in the church. Restoration, so Rest, key to yeah. what God does. Yeah. Oh, but you know, oh, what, what about the criminal or the thief on the mm. cross? He forgave him, yeah. and uh, who, who knows what that guy had done that, that got him up right. there on the cross. Right. You think about Paul. Paul is one that I always go back to as well. You know, we read his words in 1 Timothy, understanding I'm the worst of sinners. I mean, this is a guy who was, who was killing people, was, was, was pulling Christians yeah. out of home churches, dragging them out in the streets, and, um, and yet is restored, is, is given a, a sense of purpose in his life, and becomes this great missionary for the rest of us to get a chance to hear who Jesus is. So, so we, we, you need to hear this, okay? Yeah. He even forgave a murderer because mm. Paul was a part yeah. of that in killing Christians. Or, or you think about he forgave a prostitute, mm -hmm. the woman caught in adultery. You ever wonder what happened to the guy that was caught? Because if you caught the woman in adultery, <laughs> there had to be a guy there. there. Somebody else. That might be a sermon for another time. You think so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things weren't quite too fair back then, were no, they? No, not okay, at all. Well, or, or how about this one? You know, the, 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 the Samaritan woman, she had been married five times that means to divorce five times man you know there are people that need to hear that mm -hmm. that jesus forgave forgave you know I, I i reckon i'm just reckoning here do you think that that there's anything that anybody's done in this room today that that god couldn't forgive it's covered I mean, that, that umbrella of God's forgiveness is able to cover everything we've ever thought, done, said, considered. It's that big. It's that big. That, that's pretty big. Yeah. Because uh, when I, I think about all the sin that we have done in this room, all the sin they're going to do, or I'm going to do, <laughs> okay, not just them, all of us, all that sin, his love is big enough. His love 
covers that. He's willing to forgive. But, but, but he doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop there. He also wants to bring us into the family and give us an inheritance forever. I, I want to read to you what he says in Galatians. Galatians 3, and, and, and uh, it just says there in Galatians 3, in verse 26, it says, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. Okay? He wants every one of us. When we believe, he wants every one of us. And then it says this, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. When we believe... We're brought into the family. At baptism, I get my robe, I get my ring, I get my sandals. And it shows that I'm a part of the family. And I also get the inheritance. What do you think of that? It's beautiful. That's I think that gives us a little bit of hope. A lot of hope. Yeah. Uh, because there's not a lot of things in this world that make a promise that lasts for eternity. That's right. Why would anybody pass up that deal? It's a good question. It is a good question. A little soul-searching to say, all right, what, what, is, what is my resistance to just accepting this patient father who is ready to answer yeah. before I even call? Before I even call. You reckon that was a cell phone or a rotary phone? <laughs> Direct line. Direct line, yeah. I, I just tell you. I, and, you know, I, I, I just want to ask you this today, just to, just to think for a minute. What is God saying to you? What is God saying to you in this story? What is God saying to you? Maybe you've been free-spirited in wild living. Maybe you've come to church all your life, but you know, hey, I've treated as, what was that, transactional, transactional relationship. I got go. it down finally. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I'm looking for, I, I'm going to do this so that God will do that. Just bow your heads for a minute and, 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 and ask God, what are you saying to me through this story? How are you speaking to me through this story? Father, we uh, just come right now to you, the good, good Father. You've offered forgiveness. You've offered to make us a part of the family. You've offered us an inheritance. And Father, I'm praying today that not a single person in this room will pass this up. Father, I'm praying that every single one of us, no matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, Father, that we'll be ready to say, we want that forgiveness. We want to be clothed with the righteousness from Jesus. We want to be, uh, uh, let people know that we are a part of the family. So, Father, speak to us through your spirit right now. Whatever we might need, help us to, to, to step out and take that step, just like that younger son, to head back home. Father, speak to us right now. Uh, for you are a good father. And it doesn't matter what we've done. You're ready to receive us. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. If you'd like to find out more about Northridge, visit our website at northridgechristian.com. If you'd like to stay connected throughout the week, download our Church Link app today for your iOS or Android device.